Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 165 of the Codex Prime podcast for Wednesday, May 15th, 2019. I am your host, Victor Amoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Burr. What's going on, everybody? That's right. Carl is sharing the episode as we speak. Uh, we are back from our one-week hiatus, and we are back because we have so much to talk about. Uh, our main topic being episode five of Game of Thrones season eight, The Bells. That's what it was called? Yep. It was called The Bells. Um, I have so much to say about this episode. And I have three pages worth of notes because I'm about to go in. If UWO is watching, please let me borrow one of your shovels because there's going to be some burials going on. (laughs) (laughs) I actually enjoyed it. All right, man. You know, which is good, good, good on you. And we'll we'll get on we'll get on that uh, uh, later on in the show. And uh, Eddie Ortiz, he's uh, on the chat. Welcome. He's cheesing. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you're, uh, listening to the sounds of disappointed Game of Thrones fans worldwide, you can listen to their sounds and complaints with a, with a nice pair of Studio Regent headphones. Fives. Yeah. Five on, fives on the, on the segue. Oh, yeah. You're getting, like, real creative with those lately. <laughs> I am. Like, it just, it just comes to me, you know? Just, just off the dome, you know? <laughs> now he thinks he's the shit. Hell yeah. It's a ring on it, and now he thinks he's a shit. We'll get into that, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yes, studio region headphones. Yes. High quality, uh, highly fashionable sound, 24-hour battery life, uh, Bluetooth-capable studio quality sound. If you want a pair of high-quality headphones, you too can get some by entering the promo code Codex Podcast. Yes, get to, to get 15% off of your order. And as always... <coughs> Free shipping in the USA. That's right. I don't really say it like that, but all you right. Do. <laughs> but yeah, man, we got we got some things to talk about besides Game of Thrones. Um, some stuff we've been up to this past week. Nerd catch up. Um, nerd catch up. A uh, certain trailer uh, has has dropped as well. We'll get into that. Spider Man, Far From Home. Spidey. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see it. Yeah, I do it? want to get into that one. Word. Oh, and Dina's on the chat. Hey. Dina. Yay. Welcome. My welcome. future ex-wife. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> Don't let him hear you that, man. I said it to him plenty of times. Okay. Oh, there was like one time. I think like one of them was sick and they posted about it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I just said something like, I hope you feel better, baby. Now I'm gonna leave it up to you two to figure out who which one I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, the funny man. thing is like Brighton was like, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, man, speaking of Brian uh, and as well as Eddie and Kyle, you can catch them on UWO, the podcast right after our show. Uh they I'm sure they got plenty to talk about uh this they do. week. They do. Yep. And if you're a wrestling fan, there is no time that's better than now. Uh, real quick, uh, AEW has officially announced that this fall they'll be uh they'll be uh, debuting their their show on TNT. Dynamite. Yeah. AEW on TNT. Man, it's like it's like it's it's like it's the late nineties again, except they're on Tuesdays. But hey. I'm okay. Wait. So they will be competing with Smack. No, SmackDown's being moved to Fridays. Yeah, Fridays on Fox. And 
And also, uh, oh, wait, Dina says that they are, they're alive now. They got all the mans in my house. Just missing you, too. Congrats, Victor, on the engagement. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm yes. glad you said it like that, though. <laughs> yes. There's a, a wonderful news uh, for me as well, um, But uh, is that uh, as of this past Sunday, um, I have been become officially engaged. Yes, to my uh, dear girlfriend, a now fiance slash the love of my life, Monet. Um, it's been awesome. Uh, we we we. Hold lit- on, wait, let me play the appropriate song for that. Okay. <laughs> the Undertaker theme. So the debt of Victor is on his way. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Well, anyway. But anyway, yeah, man. You turn that off. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear that back. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, uh, we officially uh, uh uh put a ring on it uh this past Sunday. So uh, Monet uh and I we've been uh, we've been together for the past year and a half since December 2017. Uh we met on um it, we met on the day of uh The Last Jedi's debut in theaters. So I was there that night? Yeah, you were there that night. Our dear friend of the show, Afton, was there that night as well. Uh, Yemi, um, man, it, it, it was it was it was beautiful. Like I remember, I remember the the, the first time um, that uh, Afton, you know, was t- 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 telling me about Monet, and you know, and this and this was a, this was at a point a period where you know I was like I was just bitter. I was like down with relationships. I was down with love. Remember the meme I made? Yeah, you I made it. Like, yeah, like you put you. <laughs> Well, we was all playing apples to apples, and it just like love hurts or love sucks, some some yeah. shit like that. And yeah. then you just you just made the face. I just took a picture like that. Mm-hmm. The very next week, y'all just mm, cheek to cheek posing and shit. Yeah, like it was just all, <laughs> yeah, it was different just a week ago. Yeah, man, it, it's it's so funny how how times can change like that. But like, yeah, I think yeah, but but I I do remember, you know, like you know, Afton uh, introduced uh, Monet and I to each other, and when the first time I saw Monet in person, I was just awestruck. I was like, oh my gosh, like she's even more gorgeous in person. You go ahead and get them brownie points, Vic. And um and you know when we when we started talking, we started talking about favorite movies, and then like it just we just hit it off like that, like. It it was just total chemistry, um, and it's been a wonderful ride ever since. And you know, it was—I I never thought, I never thought I would say I would this, this would ever happen to me. You know, like if you if you look at if you listen back to like the podcast, like in the early episodes, like I was. You know, I I talked a bit about my my dating journeys, like a little bit here and there, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty. Um, I was like the Dallas Cowboys. Oh shut you know? the fuck up! Like 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 post post night. Shut post the f up. Post ninety six. No, you know, no, you, no, you was where not. you want to know why? You want to know why? Because you had no damn victories before then. Well, okay, well yeah. So okay, so I was more like the Panthers then. No. Because no. they they actually you know they made Super Bowl, they made it to the Super Bowl before so oh, that's true okay so uh, what would be the analogous uh, football team for me before um, beforehand maybe Vikings <laughs> Vikings yeah Vikings never been to a Super Bowl or what's that what's that other team that had like a the perfect season with like no no, no victories uh, the Browns came they've had like they've have it they have a history okay um, but yeah. Yeah, I'll probably say 
I probably would say Vikings. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like you know, to use a sports analogy, you know, I was like Vikings esque in my uh, dating record. But like the point was, like after that, you know, for a long time, I was just very bitter, down with love. You know, I was like, oh, Valentine's Day is here, bah humbug. You know, I remember that episode. I want to hear about what you guys did. Yeah, most, both, pretty much, most of us saw Deadpool for the damn holidays. So. Yeah, that's true. You know, but uh, but yeah, but now, but that was then. This is now, and. uh you know, now that, you know, Monet and I are officially engaged, it's it's an awesome feeling. The best feeling of my life. I can yeah, say that unequivocally. Do not I'm joking. <laughs> it's joking. You know, so so that's that's pretty much uh like the biggest uh, uh story of uh of this past week and my life up to this point. So yeah, it's awesome, it's an amazing feeling, and uh yeah, it brings a tear to my eye. Yeah, it really does. So, oh my! Listen, but uh, you cried. You cried last week on the show. I, I, I was over. Di- well, not last week. You, you cried last time, and I was over freaking Avengers Endgame. Are you <laughs> the still crying? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Sure? I, I, yeah, I, I I got it all out. I got it all out. But uh, but yeah. So uh, so yeah. That's that's the biggest thing on my end. So Monet, you know, I know you're watching, and I love you, mm-hmm. and I'll see you very soon. So in the next room. I know. Behind. I know. Shoot, hey, let me have this moment, Carl. <laughs> but yeah, besides that, um, had a couple of um, uh, uh, film recommendations. Wanted to drop real quick. Yeah, go ahead, do that. Uh, yep, they're both on Netflix. You can catch them. Uh, there's one film that you can catch on Netflix. It's called Burning, and it's a South Korean uh, drama. It came out last year, but it, it officially came out here in the States uh, via Netflix. It's, it stars uh, Steven Yoon, who is known as... Um, when? Glenn from The Walking Dead, and uh, this this film is a really interesting psychological drama slash thriller, and it's about this guy uh, named uh, Jong Su, um, who's another actor, not Steven Yoon. And Jong Jong Su, he's this like he's this uh, newly minted college graduate. Um, he's you know kind of aimless in his life. He's trying to find a job. He's trying to you know you know trying to find some meaning in his in his in his world, and he uh, reconnects with this um, with this young lady who they used to be childhood friends. They hook up. And then uh, this girl, uh, uh, Hi, Hi Me, uh, she she travels to Africa, so he's left to his own devices, uh, uh, you know, just chilling. But then two weeks later, she comes back with Stephen Yoon's character named Ben. Now, Ben, there's something a little off about him. He's like, he's this charismatic, suave dude. He's independently wealthy, but you don't know what his job is. You don't know what he does for a living. So he's Tommy from Martin. Exactly. He's like Tommy from Martin. Like, you ain't got no job. Like, well, like how does he how does he afford his his uh his apartment, which is like upscale? Like he's basically he's basically like Tommy from Martin, like slash the great Gatsby. And like he kind of has this sociopathic creepy streak where he confesses that he his hobby is burning down uh, random abandoned greenhouses greenhouses all over South Korea. What the fuck? Yeah, it's really weird, and like it's a Victor ass movie, like a month. Oh, it, oh, it's it's my type of movie because like like Ben, he's like he had he exudes this type of menace, and he's like 
he kind of has this thing going on with uh, with with Hai Mi, who's like the main woman that Jung Soo is interested in. But after a certain point, like Jung Soo starts to try to piece together, okay, what's Ben's deal? Like, why is he trying to creep in my life? Or rather, am I trying to creep in his? Am I starting to see things that aren't really there with this guy? And like the whole film burning, it like it does an excellent job of like hanging this sense of ambivalence in your head because you don't know you don't know if you're so if you're supposed to be threatened by ben or if jung Su's like trying to like make stuff up trying to fill in the blanks but it's a really weird really tension-filled drama that it's very subtle like it, it kind of put leaves you on the edge without without leaving you on the edge if that makes sense like it's it, it, does, it doesn't go for cliched moments but as you're watching it you kind of feel like this whole thing is off and I don't know why and it does a really good job of keeping you there and the ending of the film is really shocking like it builds to that ending which hits you like a freight train and and it leaves you with a lot of questions so if you're in a mood for something that's really interesting very thought provoking and with an excellent performance by Steven Yoon check out Burning it's on Netflix it's it's a dope film and it'll leave you it'll leave you guessing so that's one recommendation um, the second record is, is it a Netflix? My bad. Is it a Netflix original? Uh, no, it's not a Netflix okay. original. Yeah, it's just on there. Cool. Yep. And uh, the second film I recommend it's a uh, it's a Chinese film, sci-fi film. It's actually the second highest grossing uh, film of all time from China. It's called The Wandering Earth, and this is a pretty dope film. It's a it's a film that's set in the in the future, and it's where. It's where um, Earth is dying, and uh, basically, uh, it's because like the sun is starting to expand into a red giant, so it's about to engulf Earth. So, humanity, uh, they actually create thousands, tens of thousands of these um, these jet propulsion engines all over the surface of the Earth, and they literally move Earth away from the sun as as it's expanding. And so, the whole plan is to move Earth uh, all the way to Jupiter and use Jupiter's gravity to loop around the planet and and uh, be ejected away from the solar system. So they won't be so Earth won't be cooked by the sun. But there's a problem because um, they get caught they get caught I guess like too deeply in uh, in Jupiter's gravity and they're about to collide with the planet. So now it's up to all these scientists to to rescue earth from this collision with jupiter and it's a dope film like it's it's got a lot of action it's tension filled it's like it's got great special effects um it's it's like it's it's just wall-to-wall excitement it's like you know just just when it's like the 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 action starts at 60 miles it goes from 60 to 600 and it's it's a dope film like if you're in a mood for like something that's uh uh a really crazy sci-fi sci-fi film that'll that'll leave you excited. Check out The Wandering Earth. It's in Chinese, Mandarin. It's on Netflix. Um, definitely a dope film. Definitely a film that'll probably make my uh, make my year end list um, if 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 all goes well. But it's a dope film too. The Wandering Earth. Okay, that that actually does sound pretty intriguing. It does. It is. It's it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That, all right. Dina actually just asked, like, she needs some uh, good nonfiction book recommendations, like auto, like autobiographies. Oh, um, definitely. Mm. Uh, Black privilege opportunity comes to those who created by Charlemagne. Okay. You actually raved about that one. 
You enjoyed that one. I did. That was a good book. All right. Um, <clears throat> what else I can say? Oh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mar- Mark Manson. Mm-hmm. That's actually that actually grew to be one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I'll actually show you. Um, yeah, I, I'll let you borrow it. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have, uh, yeah, those, those are some good recommendations. All right, I'll hit you. I, I'll hit you in your inbox. Um, that's wrong, but I will send you those recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I also have a, a couple of, uh, nonfiction, uh, autobiographies as well. There's one called The Black Count. Um, that's the story of, um, the father of Alexander Dumas, who was a famous black French general, uh, during the 1700s, uh, early 1800s. It's an excellent Pulitzer Prize autobiography or biography rather dope, dope, uh, book. It's written by Tom Rice and, uh, it's really worth checking out if you're a fan of history, uh, black count. Um, also if you're a fan of, uh, wrestler, uh, autobiographies, uh, a classic one, which is... Bret Hart's Bret Hart's book Hitman: My Real Life in the World of Cart in the Cartoon, cartoon World, world of Wrestling. wrestling. Uh, that book came out in 2008, but still holds up today. It's one of the best uh, uh, wrestler autobiographies I've ever read. I agree. Um, also, of course, a classic one: Mankind's First One, Have a Nice Day from 2000. That was a good one. Yep. Well, I actually never read it, but I've heard that was pretty good. That was pretty good too. Yep. And uh, also, um, if you're a fan of Chris Jericho, read. I've read his first two books, A Lion's Tale and Undisputed. He a wrote, Lion's Tale I want to read. That was very good. Yeah, that talks about his early career and WCW. Undisputed talks about his WWE run up to 2007. Um, actually, no, not 2007. I think like 2010. Um, and then he wrote two more books after that. So, yeah, those books, definitely check those out. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, move on to what I've been up to. Yeah, yeah, let's do um, it. I've kind of been all over the place. I've been all over the place myself. Uh, I didn't get engaged, but you know, just, uh, I guess I can't top that. But um, I can start off on the comic recommendation. Uh, Savage Avengers number one that recently just came out uh, mm-hmm. last week, I believe, is written by uh, Jerry Dugan and the art by uh, Mike Diodato. Mike Diodato Jr., excuse me, and the cover by David Finch. And it's been, it's an ensemble it's an ensemble story, which, is, well, only number one came out, so it's not really much getting into, but I heard that's been selling really, really well. Like, I definitely urge you to get that as well. I think you will enjoy it. Okay. But it's the savage, unkillable, and unlikely assemble of Wolverine, Venom, Punisher, Brother, du- Brother Voodoo, I almost said Brother Duke, <laughs> and Conan the Barbarian. Wow. It's pretty badass. Yeah, so it's like it's a pretty it's a pretty odd mixture. So it's like, all right, what? And you know they're actually going by Avengers. They all seem pretty savage. So I'm like, how would they? You know, how like how would these all these characters like come together? So I mean, I'm not sure if it's gonna be a mini series or an ongoing series. I thought it's probably gonna be a mini series. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I definitely I definitely urge you to pick that up as pick that up. Um, the latest episode. And since ratings have been on the talk in WWE, have been the talk in WWE. Mm-hmm. So the latest episode of Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, number 50, 154, was the, um, did a watch along of the highest rated Raw ever. Mm. Okay, the, the date was uh, May 10th, 1999. It was, yeah, it was the 20th. It was leading up to the events of um, Over the Edge 99, which um, unfortunately yeah. got overshadowed by the. Uh, tragic uh death of owen hart yeah 
But the match, honestly, the the Raw wasn't even really like that great. Like it was just kind of like for that time, it was like a dead regular Raw, <coughs> like a dead regular Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had like the matches were Ken Shamrock versus China, mm-hmm. <laughs> which pretty much like ended in like. Ken Shamrock hitting China saying that he would never hit a woman and then Triple H like jumps in and stuff. That whole, lots of factions going on, corporate ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fucking... The oddities? No, oddities were done by then. Oh, they were? The Union. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the <Yep>. Union. <laughs> and then, then one another match that they had was the Stooges... Mm-hmm. Pat Jeff, Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe yep. versus the Mean Street Posse. Oh, gosh. And that right there was the highest rated segment of Raw ever. Really? The highest rated. That is surprising. <laughs> yep. And the main event was Shane McMahon, a young Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, this is 20 years ago. I'm like, wow. Like, Shane was, in our, was younger than us. Yeah. At this time. So it was Shane McMahon, Triple H, and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Ministry Undertaker. So we had like... It, and it was so funny too. It was like he was a heel. Mm-hmm. But it was just so hard at that time to make him a heel. Because he was the Undertaker. Everybody loves him. Oh, yeah. So like yeah. even me. Like he was a heel. And I'm just like, I fucking love this dude. Yeah. Like I just can't turn away from him. I freaking love him that much. Mm-hmm. And then they were going against The Rock. Stone Cold and Vince mm-hmm. with Commissioner Shawn Michael as referee, which is the highest rated wrestling match in cable television history. Damn. I think that record still holds to this day. Mm. And it's just so, it was like so amazing how times has changed. Like, remember, the open, the raw opening, they just showed everybody signs and there was signs everywhere. Like you mm-hmm. still see signs today. But it's not as much as it was back in the day because yeah. you gotta understand. Remember, there was no Facebook, there was no, there was no social media. Mm-hmm. So how did you let your people know that you was at the show? Mm-hmm. You brought a big ass sign. Yeah, you did. It was nothing but like wall to wall, wall to wall paper. Yeah. Like at yeah. the beginning, like they had pyro. Yep. Every week. Like it was just, it was like it was complete something completely different, and not to mention back in the, those days. And I think that this is why people like people never take this into consideration when people like try to bag on like any t- t- TV show for ratings at all, is because appointment television is dying. It is like with on demand stuff. Like I don't get me wrong, I love the convenience of on demand TV, but. Appointment television was where it's at. Mm-hmm. Like, remember back in the day where like, you would watch, like, The Fresh Prince? Yep. Or Martin, whatever. And you tried, like, as you was watching it live, you tried to get those jokes memorized as much as you can mm-hmm. just so you can go to school and talk about it the next day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, it's... You don't get that as much anymore. Oh, no. I mean, honestly, I think Game of Thrones is possibly... could be the last big live show. Yeah, like one that gets people talking. Yeah, this is the last. It's a that's why Game of Thrones is definitely a cultural moment. But back then, one thing that actually helped get that that um 
episode so high in the ratings was that Nitro was actually canceled mm-hmm. that night due to an NBA game, the Atlanta Hawks versus the Detroit Pistons. Um, it was the playoffs at it was May, so it was the playoffs at that time, and the ep- the whole episode drew an eight point one rating. Mm. Man, you don't get the, you don't get those numbers today. For no, us, not man. at all. Nah, not at all. Mm. Not at all. Because nobody, because everybody's like, because the inventions of DVR mm-hmm. between DVR and streaming services is like, there's no rush for it. Nah, there isn't. Like, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. YouTube. <laughs> There's no rush to watch TV, to watch TV anymore. Cause like, okay, yeah, it'll be there. Mm-hmm. Like we used to be on a rush to watch certain shows. I haven't even watched Punisher season two. Yeah, me and either. Jessica Jones season season three, the final Netflix show, is gonna be coming out this fall. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I I have not watched it because it's like it'll be there. Yeah, going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you keep then you forget. Then you forget about watching those shows because there's like another hot thing coming thing that out. Comes out, so yeah, you want to get onto that. So shame yeah. on me as a Marvel fan and like as a Netflix fan for not getting on that. <laughs> but yeah, I actually enjoyed that, and I actually did, and I did the watch along at all. Oh, you find like the funniest things ever. It's like oh man, that, that, just, and just like the faces that was there. It's like that, like one of the matches did. Who was it? It was Val Venus going up against somebody. I, I can't re- I can't remember. I, it's escaping me right now. But Val Venus, I actually mentioned it's like there was like, would you say that Val Venus is one of those like talents where like the gimmick got over, but more than a wrestler? And it's like, yeah, Val Venus was capable as a wrestler. He was capable of being a main event star, mm-hmm. but it's like the gimmick held him back. Yeah, yeah, it did. But... Um, there was a two on one hardcore handicap match between Cactus Jack. Mm. Cactus Jack versus Viscera Midian. <laughs> oh, oh, he took God. an ill chair shot too. Who uh Cactus Jack. Yeah. Still yeah. won the match, but I'm just like, this is freaking insane. Mm. Like it, it's it, I I laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just watching this and just it was just amazing how much shit changed. Like, oh yeah. Farouk versus Bradshaw, even though they were the acolytes. Mm-hmm. Farouk versus Bradshaw and a lumberjack match. The union was the lumberjacks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Foley came out as Mankind. So he was like doing double duty as Mankind and, um, Cactus, thing, Jack. As, and Cactus Jack. Yeah. Um, Shane, McMahon, Shane McMahon with black hair. Mm-hmm. Triple H with long hair. And he just started wearing the short trunks. Yep. Um, China was alive. Viscera was alive. Yep. JBL with black hair and a mustache mm-hmm. and two earrings in each ear. Yep. Damn. Times have changed. I, have to, I may have to just send you that episode and I want you to do the watch along. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at it. Shoot. Man. Sable doing the grind. <laughs> Having an evening gown match with Deborah McMichael. Man. That, that's who went. That's who um, Val Venus went against. He went against Jeff Jarrett. Oh, okay. Don't piss me off, Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Not spending my days working hard on the go when the hand <laughs> on the clock keeps spinning too slow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeff Jarrett. I had fun. I actually had fun watching that. Mm. You got to do it. Too. Yeah, as my, the week before episode was good too when they did JBL. Mm-hmm. Very underrated. He very he, he's I, I Jeff JBL is going to the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, like say what you want about the guy with his bullying and stuff. 
He, yeah. He's definitely going in. And then I learned that Eddie Guerrero was a huge advocate for making him champion. Oh, really? Like, Eddie Guerrero really pushed him to be champion. Oh, yeah, because I heard that, like, uh, Eddie Guerrero, like, he put a lot of pressure on himself as a champion, and he just wanted someone to take the belt off him. Yeah, he was, like, completely okay with it. It was literally, like, he really pushed for him. Hmm. But, um, okay, let me move on from that. Um, a, a A Netflix documentary I actually recently watched was the Ruby Ridge it's simply titled Ruby Ridge, mm-hmm. but it's basically about the it's about the uh, standoff, the 1992 standoff, which lasted 11 days at the house of Randy Weaver and his immediate family and friend and his friend Kevin Harris versus uh, the U.S. Marshals and the FBI hostage res- um, hostage rescue team. Um, well, it all started where Randy Weaver he had a warrant due to a fa- um, due to a failure to appear in court. For firearms charges, what he do? He was selling um sawed-off shotguns, mm-hmm. and the ATF was actually after him because there was he was um get he he moved to like Naples, Idaho, which is like 50 miles from the Canadian from the Canadian border. It's like mm-hmm. literally they showed like air shots of the house. It's literally just a house on mountains. Like they really didn't have like plumbing or anything and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um like he was just like real secluded and all that. But he was getting really close to the Aryan Nation. Oh wow. Yeah, so um, so yeah, the whole shootout lasted eleven days, and it resulted in the deaths of um, Deputy U.S. Marshal William Francis Deegan and Weaver's Weaver's fourteen-year-old son Samuel and their dog Striker, mm. and Weaver's wife Vicky. Mm. So a lot of those Aryan Nation. So once they found out that she was dead, like a lot of those Aryan Nation, um, a lot of a lot of skinheads just came out and they were going against the uh, U.S. government and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Weaver, um, Weaver was, yeah, also getting close to the Aryan Nation. And associates, and him and Weaver and associates, they end up getting acquitted over the murder charges of that uh, U.S. Marshal. And they actually end up suing the government and he settled for $3.1 million. Jesus. Yep. And this was actually one of the motives for uh, Timothy McVeigh for the uh, Oklahoma City bombing in 1995. I remember talking about that um, some time ago. Yeah. On the show, I think. I think it was back when we were still in Maurice's house. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think we was even going live then. But yeah. that's actually a very interesting documentary. I also, I also recommend that, that Oklahoma City uh, documentary mm. as well, just to get... Um, just to get on that. Is yeah. that really all I had here? Oh, mm. okay. And then one more. This actually came out raw um, Monday night, but it's called Holy Grail, The Search for WWE's Most Infamous Lost Match. Oh, I know. Quick little the half-hour document, uh, um, little docu-show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically about the match between Bret Hart versus Tom McGee from October 7th, 1986 in Rochester, New York. It mm. was literally just a dark match, but yet it had like commentary. With yep. Bobby Brent, with Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon, um, it was actually pretty well shot for a dark match. But Tom McGee was actually built to be like he was actually going to be like the next Hulk Hogan. Yep. Like dude was like he had everything that Vince wanted mm-hmm. in the next star. He had it, but he was just still relatively green. Mm-hmm. And the match was actually great, and there was really wasn't much such thing as like for not like. Um, high quality matches back then. It wasn't yeah. really too much of a thing in the WWE back then, mm-hmm. but it just it was actually more of a testimony to um. What's that? What's up, Patricia? Uh, Ed Ed from the Pioneers. That's his wife. Oh, nice. Welcome. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, wait, what was I saying? Yeah, like, this dude was, like, doing backflips and stuff, but it was more of a testimony to Brett because Brett, and he was actually, it's obviously shown, and Brett was a heel at this time because he was also managed by uh, Jimmy Hart. Yep. And, like, he, Brett carried him in throughout that entire match mm-hmm. to the point where, like, the entire audience got behind Tom McGee and everything. Like, he, it was like, wow, like, he really had something. And it just kind of, and I guess they just kind of, like, lost interest in him. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, he was only in the WWE for, like, three, for, like, three years. Yeah. Started, you know, jobbing to, like, C-level talent. Started doing C-level um, house shows and stuff. Um, I know there's another match that they have of him and Ted DiBiase. Mm-hmm. But um, it was. I really urge you guys to look for it. It's like the the tape was lost, even in the WWE vault. Like they lost it mm-hmm. until um this arc um this woman Mary Kay oh, I forgot the name bro I forgot her last name but she was actually working for Brett and she was she was taking all his VHSs mm-hmm. and converting them to DVD. And it came across. She came across the the match, but the date was wrong, and then McGee was actually spelled different but then people she and people actually like had tell you know they looked through it and it was like yo this is legit this is the match mm-hmm. this is the match that's been lost for 33 years wow so they got a hold of it and then they actually um interviewed tom mcgee himself oh wow no kidding yeah he's actually gonna be at starcast to uh this coming like later on this month mm-hmm. with brett so they're obviously gonna talk about that match he looks entirely different Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, last last we actually heard of heard about Tom McGee was that he um uh, he 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 got into he got assaulted like really really bad. Mm. So it looks like he's different. He's looking well, but it's like he was like, "Is there anything you would like to say to Brad if you see him now?" He's like, "Honestly, thank you." Like mm-hmm. he left the business, but he had like no regrets. He wasn't bitter or anything. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't even know that they were gonna groom him to be the next Hulk Hogan. Wow. Man. Like he just seems to be just like at peace with wherever his life took mm-hmm. his life uh, took him after wrestling. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's actually a cool take. I think um I know Brian from the UWO is gonna sound off on it. Um, so I can't wait to listen back and um tune in to hear what he has to say because I would love to. Hear. I hope it's his final rant so um <laughs> I can hear what he has to say. Yeah. But um okay yeah that's pretty much what I've been up to. Nice, yeah, quite inter- interesting stuff, man. Yeah, I do want to. I am curious about that Tom McGee match. Come to think of it, yeah, it's, yeah. you can literally watch it right after this. It's literally like a half hour. Nice, I'll I'll, I'll do that. And uh, also, um, uh, mentioned uh, there was a trailer that dropped uh, recently, the Spider Man Far From Home. Uh, what you think of that? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward because it's gonna be the end of Phase Three. Yep. That's going to mark the end of Phase 3. And they, they even had a disclaimer. If you didn't see Endgame, do not watch this trailer. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I saw it twice in opening weekend. Yeah. Play it. Yeah, I, I watched it, and I'm like, huh, this looks interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like... Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I, do, I, do like to, I would like to see how they do Mysterio, but then it's mm-hmm. going to open... But that's going to open the doors to, like, Phase 4. Yeah, diving into a whole multiverse, mm-hmm. and then as well, they're gonna go, and I know they're gonna go with the cosmos, you know, with Guardians three coming yep. out uh, with Fat Thor. Yes, part of mm-hmm. I'll follow Fat Thor. Thor Lebowski. Thor Lebowski. Yeah, Thor Lebowski. That's Thor perfect. Thor Lebowski. 
Yeah. That that is that is perfect. And so yeah, I'm just so curious. And I actually learned that um since Endgame didn't have credits, mm-hmm. since it didn't have post didn't have a post credit scene, yeah. they now added the Far From Home trailer. Oh. As a post credit scene. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Kind of made it still makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, Far From Home is like the it's like it's like the post credits movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's exactly how I could that's a great that's a great way to put it because yeah, it's like I we got that. This is more like a okay, we just got that intense ass movie. Let's just mm-hmm. watch something to like probably kind of boost our spirits up a bit. Because everybody was spoiler, everybody was down, pretty down about Tony Stark's death and all that. And then I saw notice on another trip from the trailer before that, Happy and May Young kind of stopped yelling at each other. <laughs> oh, what was that? Oop. And the tree in the trailer before that, Happy Happy Hogan and oh. Aunt May stopped feeling each other. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, ooh, that's a little fun. <laughs> yeah, interesting little little story thread there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely check it out when it drops in July. July second, they actually pushed yeah. it up. Yeah, and of course, you know, um, uh, the the best Spider-Man movie still is Into the Spider-Verse. So yeah, yeah, I don't think this is gonna top that. Oh no, not by a long. We're shot. still in hey, we're still in a, in an Endgame hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Endgame drops, I'll definitely add that to the collection. It's a must. It is. Yeah. Know you love your steel books, so pre-order it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it. Yeah, I'll get it. You know, um, I know that they the steel books uh, at Best Buy. Some of them are still available, like different versions of Endgame. Not Endgame, like the other MCU films. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are gonna be available. But it's like Endgame's gonna Endgame was a cultural. That was a cultural event, hands down. Oh yeah, everybody went to go see that. Yep. Yeah, it's the second highest grossing film of all time. Yeah, you really you think it can beat um Avatar? It I don't ultimately I don't it'll come close but I don't think it will. All right. Yeah. Speaking of coming close. Uh if you've been going on our uh if you're on our Facebook uh, if you're on our Facebook um our Facebook page, if you like us on Facebook, please do by the way. Mm-hmm. There's a poll going on. Talk to him to finally settle this year-long debate, which I probably think we'll never settle because I think we will ask every yes at this point. <laughs> but the pineapple pizza, the Hawaiian pizza war, is on. Yes, it is. Okay, I set it up so the poll will end. I want to say Friday. Mm-hmm. I believe. As of right now, I am in the lead. Mm-hmm. We're down with Hawaiian pizza. Mm-hmm. I love. Don't you look at that damn screen. Shit. Yes. 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 Uh, Patricia, right? Yes. Patricia has just said that she loves Hawaiian pizza. You are one of the chosen ones. You are one of the exalted few. Yes. You disgust me in so many ways I can't understand. We are legion. We are everywhere, my little pineapple fireflies. I, Victor Omoyo, can help show you the way. All you got to do is let me in. 
I'm definitely going to end up in lampshade in your baby. <laughs> Sooner or later, I am. Yes. I know. Yes, vote. Vote. Yes. Vote no. I'm pineapple pizza. Vote yes. We are. And I, and I will actually, you know me, I love doing my podcast wages. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Donnell from the Party Nerds. Uh, God, that was awful. <laughs> Win or lose, I'll do it, but. When if if you win this poll, mm-hmm. I will eat a slice that you will buy yeah. out of your recommendation. Mm-hmm. I will eat a slice of pineapple pizza. Yes, on air. Yes, I have so many great recommendations that I've mentioned on this show. You're only picking one, and we're not going that crazy. <laughs> I will eat oh. one slice on air. But if you lose, uh huh. Oh, you're going to eat something that's going to... I'm going to have you eat something that's going to take years off your life. I'll probably fix you like a Chitlin Chili Cheeseburger or something. Fuck that. Hey, listen. Man up. If I can do this shit, you can do it too. I'm not eating no Chitlin nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Eating some shit out of a pig's ass. Hell no. It's technically not a pig's... It's not out of the pig's ass. It's it's the intestine. It's the canal. (laughs) (laughs) But I will... Come up, I will come up with something. I can't think of something right now, but you just are gonna have to trust me on this. Listen, um, first of all, people love our people love our podcast wages. Listen, if 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 we if we make this official, if we shake on it, one, it can't be any of that ghost pepper bullshit. No. Oh shit, that would have been good. <laughs> Two would have been good. Two, it can't be that fast food lasagna. I'm not eating that nah, shit that, either. That costs too much to make. Yeah. That that does cost too much to make. Yeah. So as long as it's none of those like hot ass peppers or the fast food lasagna. Whatever. Nah. It's going to take years off your life though. So you be like. What? You're going to feed me like an ashtray or something? <laughs> Jesus. But. uh, well, It'll be edible. Don't worry. All right. But, but I will say that the fact that the pineapple pizza poll is so close that you're only ahead by one vote that should tell you something that there are that there is there are more hawaiian pizza lovers out there that know the truth as i do that yeah. see the beauty as i do shit's ugly all right chili chili cheeseburger <laughs> should be the title <laughs> chili chili damn oh damn that's a coronary right there yes even the odds. Oh, I should make you the Luther from Bear from the Boondocks. Fuck the Luther. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I should make oh. you the Luther. Well, you're lucky. You're so lucky there ain't no Krispy Kremes around here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thankful you're for so that. So lucky. Luther Burger. Hell no. God damn. But, but that just shows you. That more and more people love Hawaiian pizza. I'm not an outlier. I've been saying it for years. I am the modern day Galileo. People like Carl believe that the sun revolves around the earth. I am telling people the truth, enlightening people that the earth revolves around the sun. Okay? I'm pointing at the moon, but you're looking at my finger. Ignore the finger. For you will miss all the heavenly glory. glory. Shout out to Enter the Dragon. (laughs) Yeah. Love that movie. Classic. But yes, Hawaiian pizza. Bask in our glory. For we are limitless. 
Thank God for me. A drop of wicked nightmare. Fuck that. I said no hot nothing. No. Drop of wicked. Listen, I'm about to. Listen, I'm putting myself on the line and make it insane. (sighs) Shut no. Yes, I'm in the lead. Yes. Yes. Preach it. Preach on. Preach that holy gospel, people. Yes. One drop. Uh, Yes. Yes, that girl. Go on the Codex Facebook and vote. Vote no on pepper on hot on Hawaiian pizza. I can't even say it right. It's it's it is gross. It is gross, Victor. Shout out to I wish I knew who she was. I would give her a nice crisp high five on that one. Listen, we need your votes. Hawaiian pizza. We are legion. We are inevitable. Dread it. Run from it. It all ends the same. Yeah, you're gonna eat some <laughs> shit. You gotta eat some shit. shit. I think I may, you know, I have a bachelor party coming this upcoming weekend. I think I probably might have the fellas that help me out. And uh, what? Wait, you're gonna? Oh, it's Monet. Yeah, Monet. She can hear me. Get vote. Vote. Oh, that should count as a vote. No, no. But you know what? I mean, oh, what? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you and your little. Fam squad unit are gonna feed me, gonna come up with some syphilitic concoction, I'm sure. But you know, I will say, in the words of Jim Sterling, thank God for me. Probably make you take a shot of the three wise men. I don't even want to know what that is. That's Tony Walker, Jim Beam, and Jack Daniels all in one shot. Oh, that's nothing. I could do that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that was my that was my shot. I t- I got a funny story about that. I took I, I bought my aunt a shot of that. She's like, she took it. She's like, oh my god, I stopped, I'm starting to recognize things. <laughs> yeah. A slice of pineapple pizza with a drop of extra. Sparkle is, but Jesus, no. Pineapples are winning. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know the people out there. <laughs> The people out there, they they know the truth. I've been saying it for years. No, you know what? Shout outs to Ed. You you know what, Patty? Shout outs to Ed. He voted against it. My man. That's all right. I love love them. Them party nerds are my friends for that one. Listen, they're all right. A couple of, I think a couple of party nerds voted against it. It's all right. Hey, you know what? We love you, party nerds. We love you. But the people who are voting Hawaiian pizza, you are giving us what we want. You're a giving slice us of pineapple pizza with a drop of the extract. I ain't doing that shit. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. I went two minutes. I went two minutes without anything. Nah, man. I'm gonna take the toe of Satan challenge. I'm good. I've I've seen the toe of Satan. Toe of Satan ain't not. Well, I only took a little piece of it, and I like survived that with ease. Ah, <sighs> man. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. But uh, <laughs> but yes. Um, see now that now that uh, the Hawaiian pizza unit, the Hawaiian pizza army, we are legion. We are limitless. Uh, we we will show you the way. And like I said, all you gotta do is let us in, bro. <laughs> uh Yes, I love being right. But I'll tell you what's wrong. I'll tell you what's wrong, though. 
What's wrong is this episode of Game of Thrones we're about to talk about, but not before we plug our sponsor, Studio Regent Headphones, for the second time. Yes. Yes, if you like high-quality, high-fashionable headphones with studio-quality sound, if you like to listen to the sizzling sounds of pineapple pizza steaming on your plate. That is awful. Why are you ruining it? All you got to do is enter the, the code Codex Podcast to get 15% off your order. And as always, free shipping in the USA. Oh, just go ahead and take the whole goddamn thing, you selfish <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm just excited. I'm just excited, you know. I, I, oh, I, oh, I, the, the, all that talk about Hawaiian peaches making your titties tingle. Or listen, man. Oh, Jesus <laughs> you have boobs. Damn. <laughs> uh, yes. Listen, man. Why are you doing that? Why are you still doing that around me? It's just us two in the room. Why are you still doing that? Hawaiian Put pe- your hands down. Hawaiian pizza just does things to me, man. I, I can't explain it. You need a moment? You need me to leave? I think I, uh, yes. Oh, Jesus <laughs> right, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um. Damn, Patty. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm telling your husband. Uh, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, let's talk about our main topic, right. um, which is unfortunately not as good as pineapple pizza. And it is Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 5, The Bells, which is the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones, uh, written by D&D, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, a.k.a. Dumb and Dumber, for some of the fans on uh, uh, online and social media. I've been hearing about that. Yeah. And, um, and you know, um, to give you an indication of how... how well received in air quotes that this episode has has been if you go on youtube and if you look at the uh inside the episode um in regards to the bells the hbo inside the episode the bells as of now as of today it the, that video has 42,000 likes and 77,000 dislikes really i enjoyed that i i got no problem with that episode like, do I see that the season is having its flaws? Yes, it's being rushed. The mm-hmm. showrunners made that dumbass decision. Oh, yeah, we can, um, we can finish Game of Thrones in six episodes. No, we kind of need the full ten. Yeah. Eight at least. Eight at least. Yeah. And the thing was, HBO was ready and willing to give them. They were. Yeah. Like, ten episodes. Like, they said, hey, we can give you ten episodes. If you even want to make each episode, like, longer than the usual 60 minutes, we can give that to you. No, we can do it in six. Like, no. Yeah. And plus, like, um, and plus the fact that uh, D&D, they're actually going to do their own Star Wars trilogy of films. Yeah, I heard about that. So, it's like they're trying to get this out the way. That's what, and that's what, that's the feeling that I'm getting, too. But it's mm-hmm. like, and then I mean, as far as Star Wars, now I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. you know. That's you. Yeah. I I I can trust them with Star Wars. I mean, if they can give us what they given us with Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. to make this such a pretty much a cultural event, mm-hmm. I can I can trust them. <sighs> with you know with a Disney budget. I mean, I think they can make it work. I, I mean, I, I, okay. I'm. Mean, you know what? Now I'm really thinking about it, especially with with 
their mindset right now, but maybe just be with just Game of Thrones. They probably they have something entirely new with uh, with Star Wars. With Star Wars, uh, as of right now, Fifth Agreement. <sighs> Heavy Fifth Agreement on on that one, but. Uh, but I, I will say, um, with 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 the bells, um, this this episode had a rushed and unearned story, uh, plot and character moments that unfortunately it catastrophically upended the entire development of key characters and the overall narrative. And this was an episode that it was better in theory than in, than in its execution. And I think that's the biggest flaw of the episode. Um, Yes, you're absolutely right. God damn! You are absolutely right. Oh, gee, I'm right here. Hawaiian pizza uh, does... You better not repeat that. It, it does things to me, and that's all I'll say about that. Oh, God, that's gross. It's like sex with your taste buds. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, the fast food lasagna was. No, that's, that's just... No. No. That's just like a gang beating. No, it's going... You're going out happy. Nah, but anyway, uh, but I, I I I will consider the bells the Mass Effect three of Game of Thrones, and what I mean is um, is that like with if you look at the Mass Effect games, like the 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 first three games, excellent story, excellent build up, excellent character development. You cared for these characters and their relationships. You saw them grow from part one to part three, but then the ending, like the just. They tripped at the five-yard line. It's like the ending shit the bed so hard that it 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 damn near undid everything. All the goodwill that Mass Effect built for its fans. Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like the Seattle Seahawks, like at the five-yard line, boop, fumble, and you just interception. Yeah, yeah, that, and it was it was awful. Like I was pissed off when Mass Effect Three had that bullshit ending. They they kind of fixed it with the extended cut, but unlike, but since that's a video game, unlike that with a TV show like Game of Thrones, unfortunately, the ending that we're about to get, it's there. What we get is what we're gonna get. And uh, and I hear that there's like a petition from like thousands of fans to get to to redo season eight, which is not going to happen. No, at it's all. not going to happen. They they don't have. I don't think they have that much of a budget to do that. But um, yeah. But you uh, know what? I'm a uh, I'm a. You go ahead and go through go through it, and let's just. Uh, yeah. And um yeah, I'll ride with you. I'll ride with you on it. Okay. So yeah, um the biggest develop okay, so the, the the setup for the bells is that um after the death of Misande, um Daenerys uh and her forces storm King's Landing and uh and like the walls are literally closing in. This is what pissed me off about this episode. The biggest, most egregious slap in the face of, of the character and plot development. Okay, Danny. I... Daenerys Targaryen goes full heel. Yeah. Full heel turn. Can you blame her, though? Okay, here's what I'll say. Like, Daenerys burning down King's Landing, that in and of itself isn't wrong, but, like you said, because it was so rushed that... It wasn't earned. Like we didn't see enough development, enough steps to get there. To Within that point. this season, but that, but then again, you got to think about it. It kind of, it just it dates back farther to the to just this season. Think mm-hmm. about who, everything. Just kind of came back to her. She lost. Let's go back when she lost Masande, mm-hmm. her best friend, which was like yeah, her best friend, her confidant. Like she. 
that was like the one like she trusted. Mm-hmm. The last one. Yeah. Jorah. Mm-hmm. Her friend zone. Yep, Sir Friend Zone. Yeah. Yep. Lived and died in the friend zone. Didn't even get a, didn't even get a taste. Kiss. <laughs> Poor guy. Um. Okay, I know I'm kind of gonna. Dr- I don't know what happened to Dario. Did Dario die? No, he he was he. he I think he's like running Marine with the uh, cell swords. Okay. Yeah. But he's gone. Yeah. Okay, she can't get John the way she wants to. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll talk about John later on. <laughs> she, lo- she okay. Cal Drogo mm-hmm. lost him, and she was actually like really falling for him at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, even though Cal Drogo raped her on her wedding night, that was kind of like. I- it was. I think it was willing, but it's just like she just couldn't handle it at at that time. Eh, she was literally sold by her brother. Yeah, but like she, but she was attracted to him. Like she was really falling in love with him. She, yeah, she just, she, she just couldn't handle him. Like, yeah, she just couldn't. She, it was, it was literally at that time. It was literally like putting a circle into a square. Let's move on. Pack it into a square. Okay, what else you got? <laughs> All right. it, yeah, so it's like, it's like she she has nobody. She mm. lost everybody who she let in. Daenerys literally is becoming the Mad King, or or Mad Queen. Mad Queen, yeah. Well. Okay, all all of that sounds. I mean, all of that sounds valid on on paper, and and I, and I see where you're coming from. It's like it's like um, on the one hand, it seems like all the seeds were planted from season to season, but the thing was like you've ne- like we, up up until this point, we've never seen. Yeah, yes, yeah, Daenerys has a ruthless side to her, but like she's she never wielded it like a mustache twirling super villain, like ah. Ha, ha. But like she was all like she governed herself with a sense of justice and fairness, and she only just destroyed those who opposed the weak, or those who did who refused to bend the knee. Like for example, like when she burned uh, Samuel T- uh, Tarly's brother and father. Yeah. They were working. They were fighting alongside the Lannister forces, and they lost. And they chose not to follow her, so she burned them. Which was that ruthless? Hell yeah! But she gave them fair warning, and they were the opposing force. And they weren't. They weren't innocent. They weren't like civilians. They weren't men, women, and children. So throughout the series, Daenerys always ca- carried herself with a sense of justice, fairness, a sense of consistent. Uh, a morality and ethics like she never she never said oh if you don't bend the knee i'll fucking kill you and everyone you love like she, she was like it, there was always a sense of fairness to her but the moment that she burns down king's landing it's like all all that all that's all that fairness and ethics goes right out the window just like yeah, that she's she's literally it's, and this is for my hurt i was listening to the partners on the way there it's like she's literally becoming a politician yeah, but even but even then, it's like it's like the the reasoning isn't enough because like D and D didn't not they didn't put enough of the narrative work to bring her to that point exactly. to hence bring her to they, that madness. Yeah, hence why they needed more episodes. Yeah, more episodes. Honestly, okay, let me ask you this, and I know we still got more to talk about. Mm-hmm. If they actually had more episodes. And did the exact same episode, the exact same way. 
Mm -hmm. Would this episode be as bad as everybody's claiming it to be? Most likely not. Like if if this if this was like episode nine in in the in the series instead of episode five, and then if and if we and if the narrative work was done to like a logical point, then it'd be like okay, wow, okay, now we see it. This yeah. this is where this is where it's leading to. Yeah, but but here it's like a heel turn from out of nowhere. It's like it's like whoa, Swan wait, Michael Zamati Genetti. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. It's like, whoa, we, this is this is we didn't we were not prepared for this. There were there were no hints. There was like there was like rumblings like oh like I was like it, it was like oh she's oh she's angry because you know Miss Sandy died, Captain Friendzone died, her second dragon got shot from the sky. Even even after all that, it's like that's still not enough. You notice that when the, okay, one dragon gets killed right in the neck and all that. <laughs> Say what you want, that dragon's dead. I mean, I mean, I'm hearing people like. We didn't see it die. It was just, I'm like, it fell into the water and it got shot in the neck. Like three times. Time, <laughs> yeah. Like, you haven't noticed it was like, okay, if you get one dragon in the neck, but then the next episode, like everybody yelling those harpoons all of a sudden turn into stormtroopers and can't get a hit in. Yeah, pretty much, and 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 that's the thing. It's like uh, with with the, with the dragon. If you to to look at uh, uh, Rhaegal, the 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 dragon who was killed, it's like okay. So you mean to tell me that the that the Golden Company, which did fuck all this whole time, by the way, Euron's Golden Company, they managed to shoot a moving dragon with three perfectly aimed bolts the last episode, but for some reason, this episode, the Bells, they couldn't hit one with all the scorpions and the ballistae from all around the ships. Well, in all fairness, fairness, they didn't know that they had those harpoons. So those harpoons kind of just came out of nowhere, and then they're just... Like, oh, snap, we got him. And I'm like, oh, we got a good shot? Get him. Boom, 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 boom. Nah... No, because like I, I would. You would think that you would think. I'm like, all right, they we. So it's like going into this battle, we know that they have these. Mm-hmm. Let's keep a lookout for them, and that's what they did. That's how. Um, I forget the dragon's name. Uh, Dragon. Dragon. Dracarys. No, Drogon is the last dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, so Rhaegal's the one that died. So what was Dracarys? Dracarys is like when that's her command. That's her man for fire. Yeah, Viserion is the the one that was possessed by the night king oh okay so maybe it's like okay we know that they have these weapons mm-hmm. let's keep a lookout for them so not so then as they were going in okay let's keep they keep we're gonna keep a lookout for these weapons up oh, there they are boom all right it's easy to dodge it's easy to dodge them now because we know that they have these weapons right so that's why that's how i interpreted that part okay all right that's i mean that that seems that's not that sounds like a, a, a fair a perception um that's that could work but at the but it's like but it, it's kind of like like you say like the like the golden company they became star wars stormtroopers like all of a sudden they they forgot how to aim aim and hit a moving target well and that's the thing they had the advantage because they did not because denarius did not know that they had those harpoons right but so, and, but but also like D and D like in the inside the episode and this is one of the reasons why I got so many dislikes because like I think uh, David Benioff was like oh yeah uh, uh, Danny kind of forgot the Golden Company was there and I was like are you serious kind of for-? and that that which is a point of where like okay like the more because I have you know shout outs to my boy Ronnie and uh, Aaron who I hope who I think is still watching like we we talk Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. At work, 
Right. Like, that's our water cooler conversation. We ain't got to have no damn show after this. We have mm. to figure out something. But, yeah. um, yeah, like, we was we was talking about it. So, it was like, she, he was against it. She was against it at first. But then she watched the inside the episode, which I ended up doing, too. And I'm mm. like, okay, I can, I can understand it. But there were, like, I was, like, as far as, like, getting caught up into the moment. Mm-hmm. I was entertained by it, but I really think that the episode would have been much better if it was episode nine yeah. instead of episode five. Right. Like usually in a normal, even even if it was, even if it was episode seven, mm-hmm. I think we still would have got be- gotten more. Yeah, perhaps like if we had more time too, and also like. If you remember, and, and and one of the reasons why this heel turn of Daenerys is so unwarranted is that, like, if you remember back in, like, season four or five, like, when they were, when they were still in Marine, when they first arrived at Marine, like, Daenerys was actually distraught when she found out that one of her dragons might have burned this, a kid, this, yeah. a kid and, yeah. and she locked them up. Yeah, that was, you know, it is all over this time, she started becoming power hungry. Mm-hmm. And in certain ways, like you can see, you can see that, especially yeah. like the first episode of this season, mm-hmm. when like she, you can tell like she was really feeling, she, you know, she's feeling herself. Like, yeah. what, like, what are we gonna? How are we gonna feed dragons? What do dragons eat? Whatever they want. Which was yeah. a fight. Which was bars, by the way. That was, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, this is what we've been. Okay, this is what, what's been happening. She's got power. She's got Jon Snow. She's getting all these armies. So now, and she's got these dragons. She's mm. feeling herself to her. She is, from, we all thought that she was Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Devin Ways for this one. Mm. We all thought she was Beyonce. Turns out she's turning into Nicki fucking Minaj. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is. That's, you know a, I mean? that's pretty she's apt. feeling herself, and she don't want nobody else with the crown. No. That's Nicki Minaj. She can't stand Cardi B. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... It's like oh, speak, there yeah. can only be one. There can only be one, but it's like... I think she, her, and Sansa being our two... Be, them two are having some petty school... High school arguments. It... It, like like petty petty on the surface, but like Sansa is right. Like Sansa has been telling Daenerys, like, "Yo, we just defeated the Night King and his forces. Our forces are exhausted. Like, Yo, let them rest. Give them like yeah. a couple of days. We." She's like, "No, I want this bitch now." Yeah, yeah. And so Daenerys, in her arrogance, decides to storm off to King's Landing. Exactly. She's developing. She's developing in that. She's developing that, and that's where and that's where like was starting to drive it. Not only like did she lose everybody, she's literally going power crazy. She's literally going crazy. She's she's feeling herself mm-hmm. too much, and she's like, okay, I'm going after Cersei. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go get this throne. By any means necessary, so she's gonna burn down. She's gonna burn down the very fucking thing that she's trying to rule. Yeah, which is which is absolutely yeah, which is like stupid. Awful, but it's yeah. like she's trying. She's trying to send that message. She's sending that message. Like, listen, I like, mm-hmm. bitch, I'm the real deal. But yeah, but for 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 that for that message to really stick, she she after like burning down the Golden Company and all the like the scorpions on the perimeter, she could have gone straight for the Red Keep and burned that shit to the ground and left the innocents alone. She could she could have done all of yeah, that. She was there. She just kind of went. Yeah, she's she's crazy. She's going 
crazy. She is power. She is power. Yeah, but she, th- the, the, that she turned into Donald Trump, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, but but yeah, it's all of, crazy. But even all of that, like that, all of that, like sounds gr- sounds great. But again, it was rushed. It was completely yeah. rushed and it was unearned. And her burning down King's Landing, I think the only way that scene could really work is like taking everything you say, like, yeah, she's becoming more arrogant, more power hungry. Like, say like in her zeal of burning down like the, the King's Landing, for, the Lannister forces, like Cersei, because like she she she's very cunning too in her right. Like maybe Cersei in, in, in her like last ditch effort of like boldest act of cruelty, she has Kyburn install like secret cash caches of like wildfire throughout the city. So when as soon as as soon as Daenerys burns one section of King's Landing, it sets off all the wildfire throughout the city so Daenerys is like oh shit what have I done so it's like maybe it's like oh man in my in my power hungry arrogance I accidentally killed these people so then you have a story where it's like oh so Daenerys to the people in King's Landing the ones the ones that do survive it's like oh well she's no different than Cersei you know we, we're gonna replace a mad queen from another mad queen what is this and then you can have Danny wrestle with those feelings so that's so that way her accidentally setting off the wildfire that could work so taking what you said about her feeling herself that could work in that context if the scene was written that way where she accidentally sets off the wildfire but it didn't like she was like she was like they they skipped a lot because they're only working with six seasons and that's what i think what's hurting this season is because it's only six yeah it's only six and it's like they're trying to they're trying to like dumb down or smarten up certain characters in order to like make the plot fit yeah but we needed more time to do it so it's like the episode was entertaining itself it's just that if we would have had more if we would have had more episodes and more time mm-hmm. for development yeah yeah, I'm telling you, they could have gave us the same exact episode. If this was a 10-season episode, mm-hmm. they could have gave us the same exact episode. Well, And we could we would have been, and everybody would have been okay with that. It's just that there's just so many, there's so many plot holes. So I get well, where everybody, where all the haters are coming from. Yeah. I just liked it because I was simply entertained by it, by like right. all the action they're going, by is going, yeah. by, you know, with everything around it. Oh, yeah, it was. Like, you, got, you cannot deny that. Oh, yeah, it was extremely well directed, and like the cinematography, certain shots were amazing. Yeah. Um, but like I will say, like uh, I wouldn't say the whole if the whole episode was exactly the same. Like I would say, like certain moments would have to be changed. Like the Daenerys one tweaked a little slightly, but moving from Daenerys, okay, yeah. Like another thing that really offended me about this episode was the was the treatment of Jaime Lannister. Like they they like Jaime Lannister, this dude's com- character arc from season one to now was completely scrapped. It was it it was it was like it was on some like last minute Vince McMahon booking type shit. It's like where okay, so Jamie Lannister his he had a fall from grace. Like he began his whole story throughout this whole series was a slow gradual redemption arc. He went from the arrogant Kingslayer, a guy who did what he had to do to kill the mad queen, the mad king in order to save the innocents, and so he had to wear that you know that stigma of being the Kingslayer. He was also in a, in involved in a toxic, incestuous relationship with his twin sister, twincest Cersei. So what he did you call it twincest. Yeah. So 
so he he deals he has to deal with so he's dealing with all that and then like one day he gets his hand chopped off and then he get, he wallows in self pity he's not the fighter he used to be he's right. not the warrior he used to be and then he slowly crawls back from the muck to to back to grace and then he realizes oh I actually am a genuinely good warrior but all, more than that I actually am a good person I have the capacity to change my ways he realizes at the end of season 7 I believe that that Cersei is in fact extremely toxic and that Cersei's whole plan is like oh I'm just going to kill off the remaining of the remaining army of whoever is left after the night king battle I'm not going to lend a hand and so Jamie that's when Jamie realizes that yo I can't I can't be with Cersei because Cersei doesn't see the bigger picture. We're fighting for the humanity's existence. So that's where Jamie decides, okay, I'm gonna be a full face. I'm gonna go to Winterfell. I'm gonna help the Winterfell forces fight off the Night King and his army, which he did. Brienne of Tarth, who he knights, who makes her who makes her an official knight of the Seven Kingdoms, they actually they actually connect. They actually have an intimate connection. And for the first time, Jamie starts to see that yes, there's real possibilities of true growth away from Cersei, away from King's Landing, away from the tainted Lannister name. Instead, what do we get? Goes right back to Cersei, and I'm gonna tell you. And you know what? I compa- it, I'm gonna compare that to. I'm gonna compare that to this. You ever hear about? You have that one girlfriend, that one friend, who was in a very toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they leave. Yeah. She starts doing better with herself. Mm-hmm. And then, out of nowhere, yo, uh, she hits you. She gets you that phone call. Girl, guess what? What? I got back with so-and-so. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. That's, exa- that's exactly what it was. That It's like, you know what? He's still, and this is what, and this is what lack of, this is what the lack of episodes would have would have brought. And this is my interpretation that if we would have had more episodes of that, remember, because they did see each other when um Masande died, mm-hmm. they did see each other. Jamie was there, correct? Uh, yeah. Was he there? No, he was. He was on his way, but he was captured. When Masande got yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just it's just one of those things like no matter what Cersei still got a hold on. It's just unfortunately since we only got 6 episodes, mm. we could have got more episodes to show him battling that. If we yeah. would have got like another like a couple more episodes of him just battling that like no, I'm turning into this person. I'm doing good. I'm doing good, but it's like I still got I still got like love for this person. I still got it. And somehow, some way he just goes just somehow, some way, just gives in to battle, gets tired of battling, and just goes back to his comfort zone, goes back to Cersei. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If we would have got more episodes of that, they would have been able to better explain that. Mm-hmm. And that's where they went wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's literally what it is. So that's why it's like, that's how you, you kind of, and it's unfortunate that we have to do a lot of the thinking. Yeah. In this, ep- in this season, because of the lack of episodes, mm-hmm. it's like, that's what you have to do. You have to do that extra thinking and try to piece the, 
try to put that together. Granted, the best thing about it is that it's still creating conversation. Yeah, but not in the way that not they the way intended. it should be. It's like we should be conversing about what we're, what they're giving us mm. instead of they're giving us so much, but yet we still gotta fill in the blanks. Yeah, that's and- basically like what. That's a lot of what we're doing right now. We are literally filling in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we we're that's what we're doing. And that's like that's a sign of bad writing right there too. Like if we have to do yeah. more of the legwork to piece together what you should have should, should have done. Should have gave us. Yeah. Then, that's a that's that's a that's a flaw. That's a major flaw. Yeah. That this show that this show is giving us. Mhm. Yep. That and plus like um because it was so rushed because Jamie's like reverse arc was so rushed that it actually cheapens his moment with Brienne because that makes that makes their whole he just hit it and quit it yeah it makes it hit it and quit it literally what and, it is and it, and it makes it it makes that look like fan service too like oh well we that wasn't fa- my fan service damn it I wanted her to be with Tormund he loves her so much I'm glad that didn't work out I'm um, because like you know I mean, at this point it kind of is what it is but it's just like still he loved her so much. And yeah. I just like Tormund as a character. He was just a very entertaining character that you he just grow to like. You just kind of want to see him. You want he's one of those characters that you just want to see happy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why he wanted to be with Brienne. I was like, damn it, give it to him. <laughs> well, give I mean, it to him. Just be happy. And he was a funny character. He would have made some like Joker. He they would have. He, he would he would have had a typical. MCU battles moment and I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> With him it probably would have worked out. Yeah, I mean they I mean if if they were if they were to go that route, they could have like made it like where where Brienne like Tormund starts to grow on Brienne, Brienne says okay, and then they, you know they can have that mutual Once connection. Again, I think if, if, if but we would have had more episodes, we probably would have got that. Yeah, even perhaps. if they, she still like had a moment and hooked up with with Jamie I think we still could have had had a Tom and Brian moment, perhaps. But again, it's like that also. Mean? Yeah, but that's also kind of fan servicey. But uh, but 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 also, but I'll tell you what was the blatant fan service moment of the show, and it was one that social media was clamoring for years. They were like, "Give me what I want," and I'm talking about Clegane Bowl. Yes, Clegane Bowl was fire, and you know it. Was it though? Yes, was I was though? highly entertained by Clegane Bowl, was and it I'm gonna though? tell you something. And this is something that the that um, D and D helped me understand. Well, I was already. I was like, yes, we'll finally get it. Now I understand. Um, Gregor Clegane, yep. the mountain. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much a zombie. Yeah. So there's like no feeling with it. I was, but I wanted. I just wanted a fire ass fight scene. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Yeah. That's why you can call me a uh, mouth breeding, boba rubbing, <laughs> dick beating. I know there's more to it, but popcorn munching. But popcorn munching, yeah. Popcorn <laughs> munching is usually first. But I'll... yeah, you would have called me that, but I was happy with that. And the way that D and D explained it in the inside of the episode was like, okay, um, the towers were coming down. Yeah, they're going down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Towers are coming down. There's nowhere to go. Right. Down below, it's just fire. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's just them two face off. Cersei did a little, mm, excuse me. That was, that was, I got I a, a, I had a good laugh at that. I was like, look at this. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm in church. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's like, this ain't got shit to do with me. <laughs> exactly. Like, shit. 
It's like, it, you know what Cersei did? What? That meme when it was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that meme. But I, I was like, okay, action wise, yes, we finally got it. They had nowhere to go, and this was it. You got Brock Lesnar versus Eddie Guerrero. The set, the tail of the tape, the size difference. I'm like, yeah. Everybody was rooting for the Hound because the Hound's the underdog. He had vengeance on his mind. Damn it, he he had a prize. Mm-hmm. Was to take out his brother. Damn it, somehow, some way, whether it killed him or not, he was gonna do it. And I actually predicted that. I predicted that. Go back. I don't know exactly how many. I'm sure I said it in a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Damn it, I predicted it. I called it. That was a victory for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, based on like the pure, pure spectacle, like you know, people got what they wanted, and I, I would say like it was more like Lesnar Goldberg, you know. You think so? Yeah, because Sanders a big dude himself, but uh, they're both dudes. So they're both huge. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, like Goldberg, no, Goldberg and Lesnar, they're pretty much damn near the same size, just a yeah. different age. It's just an age difference. Just, yeah, that's why I say Eddie and Eddie, and they, because of that size, they, like. Mm. Eddie was like the ultimate underdog in that match. Yeah, just like San, just like Sandor was, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know what? I'm going to get this. I'm going. I'm, I'm taking you out. Right. Yeah. But but like I I, I will say like okay. Well, first off, um, the way Kyburn died was I I I was laughing my ass off. You know, Cersei's hand. He was the one, who, the mad scientist who actually re- resurrected Sir Gregor. Oh, he just said, boom. Like, he just like dashed his head against the stone. His back, the back of his head exploded. And he threw him over. I was like, shit. Like, I, I'm like, fuck it. Let's get his ass out the way. Let's go. Yeah. He, but it was, in the, but the, yeah. And I understand why. Because it's like, okay, um, the mountain, he's pretty much a zombie now. Yeah. He's, so he was like, yo, who am I fighting? It's like, I kind of, t- it's like, Okay, now that I'm talking about it, mm-hmm. it was like it was like that moment with Scarlet Witch and Thanos in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Like you took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. I'm still gonna yeah. go. I'm still gonna whip your ass. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. literally what that was. Yeah. I mean, except except not as epic. Yeah. But uh. Well, yeah. But, not as epic, but it was still it was still entertaining. It 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 was like. In and of itself, it was. Um, I, I I will say like like it. There there were some logic gaps in that. In that, okay, so like Sir Gregor Gregor, he he's he follows like Cersei and Kyburn like unquestioningly. Yeah. But up until that point, it's like all of a sudden he gains enough free will to kill Kyburn. It's like again, that's an example of like D and D retrofitting the plot just to well yeah. ch- dumbing 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 down or, or smartening up the characters enough to make the plot work. And and so so that kind of took away from it a little bit, but also right before that scene, you had Arya and uh and um and Sandor you know, make their way through King's oh, Landing. Yeah, we skipped over that. Bro. Yeah, and 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 Sandor basically is telling Arya, "Hey, you know, don't be like me. You know, revenge, revenge, revenge will ruin your life like it like it has for me." Then it made me think. It's like, okay, so okay, number one, Arya. Okay, okay, I, it it kind of makes sense to talk Arya out of killing Cersei. Okay, because yeah, I, you know, it's it's telling it's you know, it's like the old guy giving the young person like some type of wisdom like look right. you, know, you have so much you're still young you have so much life already you mm-hmm. i'm already fucked up right so it's like don't be like me go which Just go 
Right, which makes me wonder, like, if 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 Sandor had had enough sense of had enough sense and presence of mind to actually make that statement, then he clearly knew he had the choice to just walk away. Why did he decide to go off and fight his zombie brother? Did he have a death wish? Well, he already he's he's already done. Mm-hmm. He he's older. He's done. He's like, listen, I finally made it here. I can die. I'm okay with me dying. Mm-hmm. I don't want, and this is where he actually, and you actually show like that the hound genuinely cares mm-hmm. for Arya to say he did. That was a what? good moment. I want, I don't want you to live like me. I don't want you to do this. I'm already, I'm, I'm gone. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm gonna kill this motherfucker whether it kills me. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't want you to live like that. I care enough for you to not go through this. Right. Turn off. And then it just at that moment, that was when Arya, and it shows throughout the episode too, mm-hmm. where she starts, like, remember, because for so long, Arya was turning into the Hound. She was? She was turning ruthless. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's like she, she be, it's like she became human again. Yeah. She was regaining her humanity. And you end up seeing that throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. So it was at that moment. And I think, for that certain moment, I'm o- I, w- I was okay with that. I don't think too many gaps were filled between yeah. that final moment between um, Arya and Sandor. Mm-hmm. I think that was like that was cool. That was yeah. That was a genuinely was good cool, character you, moment. It, it, a mo- it, you don't need a whole episode for that moment. You don't mm-hmm. need you don't need nothing major for that moment. Like right. sometimes I I could change your mind like that about something. Mm-hmm. Like you can change your mind about you know in a snap about something, so it's like, yeah. all right, you you didn't need that. That took the the right amount of time mm-hmm. for that. So and then when she finally was like, "Thank you," which shows like, okay, I care about you too. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for everything that you've done for me. Because remember when he took her mm-hmm. and see back at the end of season one was it season one? I think it was like season one. Yeah. Yeah, like. You know, she was stuck with us, so it's like, yo, okay, they they show that they still care. He could have left her at King's Landing to be, to Lord knows what happened. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I saw more than you, but you're still capable of greater things. I'm past my prime. I'm done. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Do not live like me. You're still. He still saw humanity, and I, right, I'm preaching like a motherfucker about this, <laughs> but um. So yeah, that's where I appreciate that. And then when he went to Kogainbo, I'm like, alright, yeah, Kogain, I mean, um, yeah, Gregor, a bit of a zombie, but one thing where I thought it was dope, and then they actually explained this in that inside the episode that the one thing that he was afraid of. Yeah. It's fire. Kill he it's like he all of a sudden overcame his fear of it, mm-hmm. his pyrophobia, and he just said, you know what, fuck it, this is gonna kill both of us. Yeah, and it did. If not the flames, but the hard fall after that. But that's why it was so cool. Where it was like, okay, there's nothing. There was nowhere to go. They were fighting on those stairs. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And boom, like that's it. Like we're, it's gonna be to the death. Yeah. And it showed that. And I thought just by them just diving over, showing that listen, I'm gonna kill you, even if it kills me. It showed that. Yeah. 
It was like their relationship was made by fire and it will be unmade by, by fire. fire. Exactly. So that's why I had no problem with Kogambo. Yeah. If, if I do, it's very nitpicky. And mm-hmm. that's basically what my boy Ronnie was like. It's the whole zombie thing. Yeah. Z- zombie mountain thing. Yeah. It's like the zombie like all yeah, of a sudden. He like stabs you in the eye. I'm like, is he that fucking powerful where he can get stabbed in the eye and just yeah. yank the shit out like it was nothing? And yeah. you get stabbed in the stomach and you get yanked and you just yank it out. Because knowing in reality, that's just one thing you got to do. You got to suspend yourself from reality. Mm. If you stab yourself, if you pull it out, it makes the wound worse. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. like, the, you you got to go. It's just like superhero physics. Yeah, pretty you gotta much. You got to think about it as that. Pretty you much. Know, this is, even though they use real life scenarios, this is still, it's still yeah. fantasy. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree with you there. Um, so yeah, like like Club Game Bowl, it, it, it was it was a fun aside for what it was. I agree, um, but I, I will say like getting getting back to some of the other uh, negative aspects about the episode, mm-hmm. um, Urine Greyjoy. Why was he even there? This 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 a great fucking meme. I tell you, with Cersei. <laughs> I mean, th- this dude was like, okay, it, it was like a waste of airtime. Like his character, his character didn't even need to be there. He served no, I, no greater I, I, purpose. I agree. I think. I mean, what I got out of that, and this is another point where it's like they, this could have, they could have used more episodes for more development and stuff. And this is like, it's like the old versus the new lover. Yeah, but it wasn't needed at all. No, it wasn't. But if there was more development, mm-hmm. then it would have been. It, everybody would have been okay with it. Yeah, perhaps. So, so that's literally all that was. Over old lover yeah. versus new lover, and I don't even think that. And she didn't even really love him. Her Cersei, Cersei fucking urine, fucking urine. That sounds gross. But yeah. like, <laughs> the way, I, just the way I said it. For, yeah. yeah, Cersei fucking Greyjoy. That 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 was all just a business transaction. Because yeah. she wanted those elephants that we didn't get. Yeah, that that we'll never get to see. And 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 I will say, speaking of Cersei, like her death was so unsatisfying. After all we the after to, all yeah, the dirtbag shit yeah, she did. Exactly. People wanted that we wanted to see her get we wanted to see her get got. Yeah. The only thing that I got out of it was just, you know, I can appreciate it's just the whole thing and um Jamie and Jamie and Cersei, it's just their story. Their story is just coming full circle. They came into this world together, did some dirty ass things, and I do mean dirty ass things together. Yeah. And they go out together. That's yeah. all. That's all that. What? That's all that I got out of it. We should have got more. She should have got got. Yeah. But all that. All we got was just some bricks. And the only thing I can get out of that is. The only thing I can say, and people are already throwing, and a couple of people are already throwing this out of me. We didn't see her die. I'm like, the whole building fell on their heads. The only logic I can get out of that was just those two firemen that got that survived 9/11, where they were stuck under the rubble, yeah, and survived it till they got until yeah they survived because I think they're still alive now. Mm -hmm. But like from the Nicholas Cage and um, World Trade Center. Yeah, love that movie by the way. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's the only thing that how that's the only way how I think it will survive. It was to be able to survive. 
Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. Cersei should have got got. Yeah. Like I was okay if Jamie died. If Jamie alone died that way, mm-hmm. that would have been more satisfying because he was taking Tyrion's Tyrion's advice mm-hmm. and actually escaping and living in, in, you know, living a new life. Or yeah, seeing what he was trying to do mm-hmm. was get to Cersei and be like, all right, listen. You ain't gonna win this. Let's go. I know a way. Let's go somewhere. Live a new life. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They was just in the process of doing that, and it just came out there. I'm thinking that like somehow, some way, like Arya is still gonna, cause I don't know the way around King's Landing, but like I was <laughs> thinking that somehow, some way, Arya was gonna get there and get her second victory, which I know you're glad that she didn't get, mm. but like. That's what I was in a way I was hoping. I'm like, yo, somebody's gonna come around and just stab this bitch. Like, yeah, and somehow, it, some way, and like, nope, nope. And 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 it should have been Jamie Lannister. He should have been the one to kill Cersei. Yeah, exactly. Or at least like he would have just stabbed her. Boom. Then let the bricks hit. I I I would be okay with that. I'd be okay with that, but unfortunately, that's not what we got. Yeah, exactly. Like, or maybe if like if there would have been a way that they could, still could have escaped. Mm. That's the only way. If they was like, "Yo, there's a tunnel right there," no. Yeah. yeah, that would have been more understanding, not as satisfying as her getting got the way we wanted her to get. Maybe, but you know, after all this time, rocks. Yeah, just rocks. rocks. Yeah, it, it was. I, I'll but, admit, it was anticlimactic. The yeah. only thing I got out of that was just that that. The Lannister story is just, they, you know, their story is just coming full circle. Yeah, that's the uh, that's really that's the only thing I got out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also too, like the most useless element in this episode and the whole seasons thus far, Jon Snow. Jon Snow is a plank. He's a handsome idiot. That's all he is. You can take a wooden plank, attach a sword to it, and that's Jon Snow. Yeah, he was been a pussy. He was pretty much a pussy. Like his whole. I mean, he got a few licks in, and that was it. Yeah, like he was a glorified extra. I've seen like Twitter memes, like he was like the most highest paid extra in the series in the season thus far, and it's like, like Jon Snow, like Ygritte was right. He knows nothing. He. <laughs> Does nothing like the only two lines he has in it, the only one line rather that he has in his whole no two lines two lines Jon Snow has you're my queen and I don't want it. Yeah, I see what you're trying to do to figure SpongeBob, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, you know, and stand back, stand back, no, stand back, and shout outs to Grey Worm, but I... fuck Grey Worm. Nah, Grey Worm was getting his. Uh, he was like he. he he lost it. He was in love. He lost that. He was way. He was just. He had. He felt like he had nothing to lose, and he just. Uh, the the army surrendered. They the, the bells were ringing. He had no call to do what he did. He did it because he was Daener- like, Daenerys is like. He was like, oh, well, Dan- Daenerys doesn't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. fuck. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm like, damn. I'm like, yo, he's getting his hits in. So shout out to him for like getting some hits in. We actually, cause like. Do we really see him fight? Mm, no. Not really. Not really. So I'm like, you know what? Get your licks in. Fuck it. Go. Go. That was just in. He's like, y'all still took y'all still took it from me. I'm not gonna let y'all go that easy. Yeah. But but I'm a 
but you know what? I, I'm I'm gonna say this though with 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 the episode. Um, I actually like this is something uncharacteristic I've done. Like I was actually on the Free Folk Reddit, um, and I actually l- looked at the so-called leaks for episodes five and six. And you right? t- you told us about that. I'm like I like, don't even want to talk. Like, I don't want to touch yeah. leaks. Like I looked, I looked at the leaks and I and I re- and I read and as I read the leaks and they were ninety five percent correct by the way like almost everything that happened in the episode happened but I, but when I, when I first read the leaks I'm like come on this 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 is stupid right this is this is fake right this is just like to throw people a, a red herring right come on that's, a, come that's on. why I can't I can't trust that because like I come on it, it would ruin the, it would ruin an experience for me because I knew like I. But I was still like so, thoroughly entertained by this by the episode. Just yeah, fair, which is which is fair enough. But like when I read the leaks, I'm like, come on, this is stupid. Then then when I watched it unfold, I'm like, okay, all right. But then when it got to the part where Daenerys turns full heel, I'm like, oh no, oh no, this this is this is stupid. This show became stupid. What the fuck is go- what? This is this is actually happening. Those sometimes leaks were real. Yeah, but sometimes I hear that yo, it's hard to close, and it's hard for shows to close. And 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 I'll tell you this: I also read the leaks for season for the for the final episode, and let me tell you, without and I won't give any spoilers at all. This final episode, oh, oh, you thought you 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 thought we saw some stupid shit this past Sunday? Oh no, we're just beginning. We're just beginning. The way this series ends, I if if you don't throw, you better get you better have a budget for a new television because you're gonna be tempted to throw your tel- your controller through your television set. Because wow, the stupidity that we're about to witness this Sunday. So you know who takes Iron Throne. If the leaks are true, if the leaks are true, then then Fuck D and D and fuck HBO and fuck Game of Thrones for wasting my goddamn time. I'm not gonna say fuck HBO because they try to get more and they try to give us what we wanted. You, you know, I'll, I'll take I'll take that well, I'll take that part back. But yeah, fuck D and D and fuck this show for wasting my goddamn goddamn time. And you know what? Fuck George R R Martin for dragging his fat ass feet on his last two novels. If he didn't drag his feet so much, perhaps things would have been different on the writing end for the show. And that's all I gotta say. All I gotta say is like, is strap yourselves in for next Sunday because you are in for some hot bullshit. Yeah, and that's that, all I, I say. I took that night off too. Yeah, and and next, mind you, next week is Money in the Bank. All right. Yeah, so I'm so, gonna be watching that, and then I'm gonna just switch. Yeah. And then whatever's left of Money in the Bank, I can't. I'll just watch it. Yeah. I'll watch it again. That's one advantage of on-demand TV. True. So like so yeah so yeah this, so next Sunday you got a choice, stupid WWE programming or stupid Game of Thrones programming. Either way, your head's gonna hurt. Can we give a what is one thing I would do? The ending with Arya. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, with the horse, with the Uber horse. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop some quick knowledge. Okay. On you and shout out to my boy Ryan. And I did one. I did promise I would shout him out. Yeah. This and another thing for. That's a reference. Actually, like this episode has been a callback to the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Now, if you notice, the mm. little girl who was running with her mom. Yeah. She was carrying a white horse. Oh yeah, she, she was. She had like a white horse. Yeah. And then it ended 
with Saria taking a with, I said Saria with Aria taking a ride on the white horse mm-hmm. and that and um he texted me this like after the show and it says it was a quote from Forrest Mini Apocalypse yeah and I looked and behold a pale horse mm-hmm. and his name and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him mm. so as they're walking away. From hell, yep. Everything that just everything that um, that just transpired with you know transpired with all the fire and stuff. A pale horse, that white horse, and then she sat on him. Mm-hmm. So that horse could be named Death. We met, and then also going back to um, oh god, what was the horse? What was the sword? Tra- the sword teacher, sword fighting teacher's name? Uh. Dario, uh, no, not Dario, like Serio, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. There's only one God. Mm. And what's that God's name? The many-faced God. No. There's only one God, and she. He said this to Aria, by the way. And his name is Death. death. Uh, she said, "Not today." Mm-hmm. What that. did he say to Death? Not today. Mm-hmm. What was the horse's name? Death. death. <laughs> Got on it. Not today. Well, maybe next Sunday. We shall see. We shall see. That's yeah, shout out that he hit me. He hit me with that one too. Mm. Like uh, they, because they didn't even explain the horse in uh, at the um on the inside of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. But then he just like yo, boom! He just sending me this test. I was like shit. Like yeah, you kind of went to the bottom of the ocean on that one. Mm, indeed. And uh, final point too about this episode. Um, uh, episode five, the bells on Rotten Tomatoes. This episode has received fifty-two percent. Yeah, that's pretty low. For, that's and, pretty low on Game of Thrones. And it's it's the lowest rated Game of Thrones episode to date. And that, and you know what? And another thing, and um, listening to the Westerbros podcast on this one, on this episode, I should I should send you that episode too. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the the show. And people, I think people are crit- criticizing the show a little bit too hard. It's like the episodes weren't bad it's just that we've been it's just not it's subpar to what we usually get out of game of thrones yeah that's all that's all it is like i'm still i've been entertained by every episode so far i was too it's just like even this even this one i've been or i've been entertained by it but it's like have they been good as the previous seasons no because mm-hmm. it's rushed like you can definitely yeah. tell but it's just, it's just not up to par to what we usually get but it's still mm-hmm. not bad it's a, f- a fair point um i definitely see way too many cracks in the armor at this point yeah and and uh I don't think Game of Thrones is going to have a series finale that's going to rank up with the best TV finales of all time, no. unfortunately. And that's, a, and that's a shame. But then That's I, a real shame. Yeah, I also heard, too, like, I'm brilliant. I listen to, for a DJ, I listen to way too many podcasts. But, like, I, um, <laughs> but like I'm brilliant. Brilliant idiots. He was like, yo, honestly, like, for a lot of shows, it's hard to close. It is. It's generally hard to close. Like, do you really... And this was, and he was like, this what, and this was Shaman was like, this is what made me appreciate Endgame so much. It's like, okay, great show, Wayne's. I mean, not up to par with 
Game of Thrones, I'm like, okay, great show. Wayne's Brothers. Do we get a season finale? No. Series finale? No. Um, Girlfriends? No. After like a lot of seasons. Yeah. You want to see like eight, eight, to, eight to ten seasons? Mm-hmm. No. Um, Sons of Anarchy. There was a lot of people who weren't happy with that ending. Mm. Um, I haven't seen The Shield, but I know you enjoyed that. The Breaking Bad was very good, but yeah. I think Orange is the New Black, I think it's fading out. Mm-hmm. But it's that like the interest of it isn't where it was in season one, right? Um, yeah, yeah it's just in, in general, it's just really it's really hard to close. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, because uh, I mean, I, I'll agree. It, it is a challenge to wrap things up on a satisfactory note. Yeah, you know that pleases the fans and makes sense story wise. Um, but I think with D and D, they really have no excuse. Because yeah, they've they've their show is straight past the source material, but they had enough to work with that they could actually have done something much stronger that that is on par with the quality of the previous seasons. And had they deci- had they not chosen to go with a more limited number of episodes, then you know they could have been able to finish the series in style. But instead. I guess partly because they want to rush off to do Star Wars and screw up that franchise, then you know we we got shortchanged. Game of Thrones fans really got shortchanged yeah, on this one. Yeah. It's up here. It's unfair to say that they're gonna screw it up because we don't know. We, we don't know what we're gonna get. Well, fun fact: uh, David Benioff co-wrote uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, but he also wrote Twenty Fifth Hour, which is one of Spike Lee's best films. So you know. Hit, hit hit and miss, I suppose. But uh, but yeah, that's our that's our thoughts for uh, Game of Thrones season. This was fun. This it was fun. We got two opposite ends, but it's like there's uh, that was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we agreed to disagree, and yeah, it was. But it, some you know, I do. I got some of your points, and you got some of mine, and yep. agreed. Same, you know, and vice versa. That was fun. Yeah, that was. That was. And uh, and for all of you listening and watching, let us know what you think of Game of Thrones in the comments below and as and as also uh, via email, CodexPrimePodcast at gmail.com. Oh, you son of a bitch. You're up 27 to 26. Woo! Yes. Ah, uh, you son of a bitch. One vote. 27 people have spoken the gospel. That sweet, sweet pineapple ham gospel. Yes, King. Yes. Yowls. Sicken me. Yowls. <laughs> you sicken me. Woo. I can sure go for a slice. Hit us up with the question of the week or emails. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting... <sighs> I, I, I am getting to that as of right now. Okay. Last last time we was on, the question of the week is in celebration of uh, Avengers Endgame. Um, mm-hmm. the, qu- the question of the week was, what was your favorite moment from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. Uh, Tom Robinson said, on the Facebook, Tom Robinson says, for me, it's the opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy with Quill dancing. I've been a huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy and it was amazing to see them get a chance to be on this big screen. And I think I sang every song while in the theater. Mm-hmm. Nick Quattrini also said, so many great moments. Two that I think were good was back was the back and forth between Bucky and Sam in Civil War. The expression they had when Cap kissed Peggy's knees, and I think Coulson dying was a pretty big moment. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was the first Captain America 
He was the first Captain America fan before Ant-Man with his near mint condition cards. Also, his death is not only inspired the Avengers to work as a team, it also created Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. and tells his story with minor MCU connections. Mm. Wow, that was great. Nice. So, on the Instagram, Escape the Hype says... When they ran up on when they ran up on thanks playing on Thanos playing no games in Endgame off with his head, mm-hmm. all, all you do is just boiling it. He was just cooking. Yeah, and he just came through. <laughs> 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 all right, uh, Patty eighty three line forever says the beginning of Iron Man one when Tony had it had the black hood over his head. I was instantly instantly sucked in. It was intense and I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Mm. All right. Eddie Rodolph from the Party Nerds said, "The moment Tony got out of the cave in the Mark one, cave in the Mark one, also low key. Whenever the Guardians have their music playing during badass moments, mm. and of course the uh, super villain, all right, John Aponic said, when it ended, <laughs> <laughs> my runner up is Ant Man's battle on the toy train." <laughs> I'm still waiting for Justice League to bit to beat Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, they're, they're doing it individually. Well, at least Aquaman, Shazam, and Wonder Woman. Right. <laughs> so uh, this week's, uh, yeah, this week's question of the week. Mm-hmm. With one episode left, what is your final prediction of Game of Thrones? Ooh. Final prediction. Now, let's, without, you know, you read the leaks like an asshole. Yeah. Let's, let's, fingers crossed that it was a fake. Yep. Fingers crossed. Yeah. What would you say? Um, my prediction is that the series finale will be the newest lowest rated episode in game of thrones history it's going to it's going to hit the it's going to hit the low 40s that's the over under my over under for the for the rotten tomatoes rating is 44% that's oh, that's that's the that, like plot wise or whatever oh oh plot wise um plot wise uh, i think you going to stick with the john snow taking it with a heavy with a very heavy price yeah, I'm gonna I'm go with Jon Snow. I'm gonna think he's gonna take the throne. And he's I, gonna, I think yeah. D&D is going... I'm still gonna go with... They're gonna go with a good old-fashioned Vince Russo swerve. Bro. And Sansa's gonna take it. Oh. So I'm telling you, she just got... Like, remember, she's grown smarter. She has? She's been through all that, got under the influence of Cersei, Joffrey... Um, Littlefinger? Yeah, Littlefinger. Hell, hell, Ramsey Bolton, because she turned ruthless when she killed him. Yeah. And Littlefinger, and we love that shit. Oh, yeah. Both well-deserved deaths. Somehow, some way, Sansa. Hmm. Or, remember, Bran's been MIA. Yeah, he's been, he's just been like a plot device. I think... There's going to be a crazy Night King, brand Night King reveal. Hmm. 
Like Bran is ultimately the the next Night King. Hmm. You know what? We'll we'll see. We'll see. And I wonder what that what that might mean. Yeah, I'm more Team Sansa, but <laughs> P Funk says, "Who cares? Who <laughs> watches that mess?" You know what? I'd have to agree. <laughs> Listen, a lot of people. Oh, please don't be don't be those people. <laughs> Please don't people that gotta make it make it well known that you don't watch Game of Thrones. You know what? I will say, like, listen, don't judge an entire series on just one episode. Listen, when it when it comes to television, like the 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 finale makes all the difference. A finale can really screw up the replay value. Eddie, hit me up on hit me up on on PS4. Um. Oh, I'm also looking up the comments. Really, uh, Eddie Rodog says, "I'm joining in on this podcast for the first time, and I'm disgraced by this vote." We're talking about the Hawaiian pizza win. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Eddie. Talk to your wife. Talk to your wife. Talk to your wife. Like, just, just talk some sense into her, <laughs> please. But, uh, but you know what? On that note, uh. Yeah, Carl, where can uh, people find us? Everywhere, everywhere. YouTube, uh, obviously, you're watching us on YouTube, and we greatly appreciate that. You mm-hmm. can email us at uh, codexprimepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, vote no on Hawaiian pizza. You can find us on Instagram. That question of the week will be up within a day or two. Um, Twitter, send us send us your tweets or whatever. Tweet us anything. Um you can listen to us on iTunes. Please send us a five-star review. Um, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Google Podcasts as well. Yep. Nice. Well well said. Well said. And uh, also tune in next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about the final episode of Game of Thrones. We're going to have a special guest come in, perhaps. Perhaps. Hopefully, you know, yeah. fingers crossed. Yes, fingers crossed Regardless, on that. I'm going to get somebody in here. Oh, yeah, we got it. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for voting yes on Hawaiian pizza. Vote no. Um, And and while I'm off to eat a wonderful slice of that delicious pie. Chili chili cheeseburger. No. We will catch you on the flip. Peace out, my pineapple-loving nerds. Vote no. (laughs) 